Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Beautiful Business Podcast, brought to you by The Wow Company. I'm your host, Ewan Sang, and this week we are joined by Ritam Gandhi. Ritam worked as a consultant for a decade for the likes of Accenture and Bank of America Merrill Lynch before, in 2014, going on to found Studio Graphene, a firm that specializes in developing amazing blank canvas tech products. Working with many startups alongside innovation teams in more established companies, the London-based agency plans, designs, and builds outstanding tech products for its clients. What's more, Ritam and the team also use their experience and expertise to help leaders grow their business from ideation to launch and beyond. In this episode, Ritam shares his experiences of certifying B Corp status with his global agency, what the key challenges are, and how he and the team overcome them. Let's hop right in. Let's talk about creating a B Corp culture in a global agency. Now, this is really interesting for me personally, because we're going through B Corp certification at the moment, and it's been a real eye-opening and really positive experience actually going through the assessment kind of process for us. But we are a small, disruptive, we're a small company. So I'm very interested to find out what it's been like for you and certainly what the impact has been like culturally. So let's start with a bit of background to Studio Graphene in terms of what the agency does and who it is you do it for. We're a digital product studio. We design and build products for startups and ambitious businesses. Generally, most of our products that we build are complex digital products or platforms, which we are involved in end-to-end. So from concept, defining requirements, designing them, building them, deploying them. Fabulous. And I've seen some of the products that you've done and really, really lovely. And we've spoken a bit about those three goals of getting speed, quality, and cost out there and, and how you do that as an agency. Perhaps you could give us a little bit of background in terms of, I guess, your motivation for going for B Corp. You know, what's kind of driven this and how are you finding the process so far? So the motivation has been there almost from day one. And so being candid, the only reason we didn't go for it then was capacity internally to work on it. I looked at it a few times and thought we want to do it. And the reason that motivation existed from day one is we started Shirafin because we wanted for technology to be a force for good on people and the planet. We also internally wanted to build a company that treated the team well and had a positive impact on the planet, not just through our clients, but ourselves. So we are passionate about in effect, what the B Corp mission stands for. The kind of journey getting into it was purely around finding the capacity to work on it, if I'm perfectly honest. But it was also to hold ourselves accountable. I think you can make that statement and not be self-aware enough to realize that you are not actually being as accountable to people and the planet as you think. And so it was a really helpful framework to hold ourselves accountable. And how are you approaching the certification process then in terms of finding the capacity in the first place? But how, as a team, are you approaching it? So one of the things is everyone was really excited about it, right? So I haven't struggled for volunteers to help support it. And I think I'm very lucky that our finance director, Carla in particular, has really kind of taken on, I think I needed one real champion who takes it on, right? So I'm passionate about it. We have a bunch of other people on our kind of internal B Corp committee, so to speak, that passionate about it. But you need that one champion. So I think having that one champion who's really gone above and beyond and finding capacity has really helped. I think, as with any of these things, there are curveballs. So one of the curveballs we, we picked up on was that actually it's quite complicated in bars in terms of effort to be a B Corp internationally in multiple locations, because effectively 
it's like going through three B Corp certifications rather than one. And it, it also, it made me realize that there are some B Corps with multiple offices where effectively and multiple entities, and they'll say they're a B Corp, but actually it might be one entity that's a B Corp. It's not the whole business. And I really wanted us to be B Corp means B Corp. It's not London B Corp. It's, you know, international, all entities are B Corp. So that was an example of a curveball where it was a lot more effort doing that as an international business. But it also, you know, it's B Corp effectively is a definition of what's good and, and a framework. It was also interesting to see different perspectives internationally and different cultures and aligning everyone on one definition of good within that framework. So that's been a very interesting journey. But overall, it's the way I think someone said this to me when we were starting it, who was also going down the B Corp journey. And they're like, overall, it's basically as a business looking at an external framework to evaluate if you're running your business well, right? And I feel like that's what this journey has been about, is are we really, you know, taking a step back? Are we really running our business well? That's exactly what we found as well with our journey so far, Ritam, is that, number one, it gives us insight. Because we, I think certainly from a founder's perspective, I'm sure you'll agree, you kind of get quite blinkered in terms of, you know, we've got this mission, we've got our values, we've got our culture, and you kind of like, I don't know, perhaps invincible is too strong a word, but you do feel like a real kind of like, you know, we've got this, this is solid, you know, we know that we're on the right path, we know we're doing the right things. Yeah. It's a validation of it. It's that kind of like, as you say, it's that external third party, you know, very kind of pragmatic view, I suppose, that it brings having this validation. And there's a few things that certainly what we found in terms of process of going through it, where you actually, when you take on this external viewpoint and you consider the processes that the certification takes you through, it does make you question what you do, but in a positive and a progressive sort of way. So as an example, you know, we thought our mission was like, great, do good work with good people, you know, lovely, sounds nice. And we had all of our own internal variations of what that actually meant. Even in a team of five, it was like, you've got like five slightly different interpretations of what that actually means. Whereas we've now refined it you know, into doing good work for good people, working on projects that for us, it's about providing opportunity for the underprivileged and underrepresented in society and protecting the planet. So just by adding a dozen more words, we've been able to give it much more kind of definition. Did you find that as well when you went through? Yeah, I think as you were describing this, you felt like you were aligning as a group and, you know, things like the materiality study and materiality assessment, going through that process of looking at what matters to us and debating it, it really felt like, yeah, it was, you know, running a business is like being on a treadmill and you don't stop. And it did make us stop and debate and really ask why, like, why are we saying this is important? And I think having that debate, it really helped us. It almost felt like we were trying to be as truthful and looking inside because of an external framework, right? So it was very cathartic, but it was also very useful just to say oh this is why we're doing this and this is what we all believe in and definitely through the journey we're at a different point to where we started it wasn't like oh you know so there have been many epiphanies and realizations along the way 100% agree with you it was cathartic and it was it was really interesting because it also brought out the internal passions of the team as well and because it was what we were talking about it was specifically about what does it actually mean to us what are we passionate about where are we trying to make that difference it felt really good to bring that out of people in the team. That being said, as I mentioned, my team is a team of five. How did you do it with a team of 130 across four locations? How did you facilitate that and bring that alignment? 
So one of the interesting things we realized very early on in the journey was, you know, very early on in the journey, what's practice is you kind of do like a, I don't know, a mock audit internally, right? You're like, okay, these are all the questions, these are the rough scores, whatever. You try and understand, like, where are we, you know, by B standards. And it was fascinating because we were actually doing quite well from just, yeah, we do do this. Like, if you do this, it's a good thing. If you do this, it's a good thing. I'm like, yeah, we do do it. We do do it. But then we realized that to actually be able to score for it, you have to have it written down. And the reason I'm describing this is we actually realized that in many ways, in our hearts and in how we live and how we practice things naturally, we're very aligned to the B Corp movement. But, you know, we've not officially written a lot of this stuff down. And I think as we started to write that stuff down was when we brought the whole business together, right? Because we share a draft and we're like, hey, everyone can opine on it and give feedback and share your thoughts and realize different geographies and different cultures have different views on specifics. But it was a time when we actually went into the detail on pen to paper. And that's how we brought the team together. We also, as part of almost evidencing certain things, we had to survey and collect you know, things like DEI data, et cetera. And again, it was just a way of bringing people together and also reporting back to them. So it was, I think in this whole process, it was a process of pen to paper and sharing and getting feedback on it, which allowed us to actually get a much broader pool of folks engaged. So interesting, isn't it? As, and you're absolutely right. When we mentioned in a previous conversation about so much of our communication being nonverbal, but we pick up so much of a feeling of people, of connection with people, and you know when your values do align because you do get that human connection, don't you, where you get that feeling and it sounds like you've got that, you've had that in Studio Graphene anyway. Yeah. But it's when you get into the detail of it and it's so interesting when we externalise things as people. So it goes from being a thought in your mind into something real, writing it down, putting it into words, into text, onto a document. It then allows people to see where the ambiguities might be. It's almost like this. My interpretation of us doing good work is this in my mind. But then when we get it down into paper, into text, people go, oh, no, actually, I think it might mean this or it might mean that. And you draw out that, you draw out that alignment. It sounds like the communication, again, as with anything, the communication was a key part of the process for you in Studio Graphene and how you communicate. Absolutely. It's a process of making sure that everyone has a chance to be heard, but also everyone has a chance to hear from us on what we are doing. Fabulous. And we talk about communication and these kind of relationships. How has the leadership team kind of worked and responded into, I suppose, kind of propagating this type of culture, propagating these types of relationships and this thinking as well around B Corp? How has that worked for you? I think telling the leadership team why we were doing this and having their buy-in has been really important. And I think one of the surprises we had as a leadership team was learning how much education there is around very specific things, right? Like as an example is that we all feel passionately that we want to have a positive impact on the planet, but do we genuinely understand at a granular level, the difference between net zero and carbon neutral, right? And do we understand that if you're trying to go carbon neutral and you're buying carbon credits, what's the different quality levels of different carbon credits, or should you actually not do that? Actually just aim for net zero. And I think the education piece has been what we've really opened ourselves through. And because the leadership's opened themselves through, they've let that propagate through the rest of the organization. And I think it's just this sense of opening up and learning, and that's driven in reverse the alignment and passion towards 
B Corp. So it's like, hey, you know, it's like discovery. It's like what is the opening up that is achieved that's actually just naturally through all of us created a lot more passion for what we're doing rather than it being forced in any way. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting way of articulating it every time in terms of that kind of reverse pathway of this level of engagement, this level of education, and off the back of that, this kind of curiosity that is generated and this want for learning, this hunger for more information and more knowledge is what aligns people. That's really interesting. So on a practical level, you mentioned that it's your finance director that's kind of, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. driving this. And what has that meant? Because as I said, we've got one person driving it on our team. Tess is doing an amazing job. You know, she's pulling everything and she's coordinating effort from all of us to kind of engage and contribute to the whole process, which has been phenomenal. But to be an FD or to be a head of finance is a pretty heavyweight job as it is, Vitam. On a practical level, how does that work? And what advice would you give to other organizations to kind of make that work? I mean, at a practical level, she's just a superhuman. And I think that's the reality of it. And I feel very blessed that we have that support. Yeah, I think at a practical level, it's also meant that we've had to prioritize, right? There are, for instance, you know, Q1, as we're kind of going through one of the, you know, feels like we're kind of more than halfway through the process and there's a lot of work still to go in. There's a lot of work. So I think we have to, I think the big question you've had to ask is do we deprioritize other initiatives, which, you know, have material financial impact, let's say on business, but I think it's a prioritization piece and yeah, having a superhuman work on it. It's very interesting as well that you've got the person who has ultimate oversight over the financials of the business looking at being able to be in a position to prioritize as well. That's quite a Absolutely. That's quite an interesting piece to come around from it as well. Big responsibility on her though as well, I guess, just in terms of, you know, I'm making those calls as well, but empowering her to do so then, you know, brings the best out. Yeah, huge responsibility. I think one of the other reasons she's been well-placed to do it is because there's a lot of sensitive information that you have to share as part of the application. So I think it's helped to have someone who has access. It's just been, it's, it's actually just have been a happy coincidence, but it's been, it's worked out really well. I think the other piece is that, one of my biggest lessons I've learned through all of this is just agreeing what core principles are, right? And how we want to approach things. And I think then you can, the detail can be managed more independently. So I think very early on, we've been very clear about what some of our key principles are in what we care about, what we want to achieve within B Corp, which areas we feel passionate about. So there's been a lot of groundwork through ensuring that we are at least aligned at that level. But yeah, it's from a practical perspective, it, it is hard work. Yeah. And last question on the practical side of things, with the multiple locations around the world, is it like with four locations, is it four times the amount of work or no? no? Okay. To be fair, it's not, but it is considerably more. Yeah. It is considerably more because in effect, you're being reporting on information specifically in each region. It's being evaluated in each region rather than, yeah. So I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say it's, you know, you two locations, double the work, but because there are certain things which are global, right? Your mission yeah, and so on. So, but it's considered, it was an interesting curveball to, okay. to learn about. And actually it makes so much sense and, you know, very happy. And we want to be international B Corp rather than one location B Corp. Yeah. And if, if you want to do things with them, do them properly. That's the rule, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And last question on this bit then. So what's your hope for the future when it comes to companies, when it comes to organizations committing to doing good for people and for planet? My hope for the future is that we are truthful about our intentions. And I think a lot of companies say things and write things down and don't really practice them. And I know that's a slightly negative way to look at it, but my positive spin on it is I think 
it's better to do less but do it through action. And I think if as companies we just watch our actions, my hope for the future is we make sure our actions are representative of what we write on a piece of paper or what we say. A big thank you to Ritan Gandhi from Studio Graphene for sharing his knowledge and experiences. And a big thank you to you, our listeners, for listening to this week's Beautiful Business podcast. Beautiful Business is powered by The Wow Company, who believe that business can be beautiful, but doing the right thing gets results. Wow believes that having a clear purpose and standing up for what you believe in is the secret to building a beautiful, sustainable business, something to be really proud of. If you're dedicated to building a beautiful business, check out wowco.uk forward slash beautiful business.